So I think we have time for two questions. But depending on how long the answer takes, we only have one. <laughs> so this gentleman is his hand up first. In, in an interview at Caltech on his book tour, Walter Cronkite, and I paraphrased, said the problem with media today, particularly broadcast media, is we no longer have journalists, we have reporters. What would you say to that? I, don't, I, I really very much like Walter Cronkite, and I got him to know, know him at the end of his life, uh, and I respect him. I don't think that's it. I don't think uh, CBS in the great days was great. Uh, they did, there was some good reporting, but the, the things I mentioned before, uh, uh, class, class has never been discussed by the mass media, by the big media uh, in any serious way. Uh, we had this mythology of a classless society. I don't know if being long-winded, but this, these are important questions. Uh, the whole mythology of the classless society was very convenient to the people who have top power, and, and they, that was always the conventional wisdom, never examined in any serious way. It took people like Michael Harrington or Gabriel Coco or you know, others to question <laughs> where, where income distribution uh, and, and so forth. Um, I, 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 that puts too much pressure on the individual reporters or what have you. The main thing is careerism trumps everything in this country. Let's just face it, it's not God. If you cared about God and you read scripture, right, you'd know usury is a sin and you ain't going to heaven. I mean, let's, let's face it, the scriptures couldn't be clearer on the economic stuff. You know, maybe confused about gay marriage or abortion, uh, but, but it's very clear on the economic stuff, you know, and, and yet it's, it's not part of the discussion. Social justice is not part of the discussion, you know, uh, and certainly not internationally. You know, Apple being a very good example. I mean, the whole soft treatment of these companies that are exploiting labor around the world and no right to, human rights is never considered the right to be in a union or to organize or you know, any of the things we, we even guarantee in the, our, our uh, constitution. So I, I, th I think Conkright was a great man himself, but I think that misses the point. I don't think Paley was great. CBS was used as a front for the CIA. I did that story. Uh, at the LA Times, they went along, they were cheerleaders for the war efforts, the Cold War, which was an absurdity, always. I ask you, you have Department of International, I know you probably don't even go to Oxy. Those of you who do, the two, uh, I ask you, they probably have a Department of International Studies here. They probably have all sorts of experts. Ask them how any rational human being, and certainly an educated person could have ever believe there was an international communist conspiracy with a timetable to take over the world when there weren't two communist countries in the world that could even have diplomatic relations on some kind of decent basis with each other. Any, everybody knew that. The, the Chinese and the Russians were firing at each other you know, in, in the late 50s, early 60s over their border. What happens when we lose in Vietnam in the most ignominious defeat in American history None of the dominoes fall. Nothing that they had said happens. You know, exactly the opposite happens. Communist Vietnam and Communist China go to war over their border, over their islands, and they're at war now over space and Costco and Walmart. Okay? <laughs> and, and, and so, and you would think this would induce some humility on the part of experts, on academics, on professionals, on the Tom Friedmans of this world. None. You know, logic, fact, does not matter. Careerism. Positioning yourself rather than taking positions. That, that's their slogan. I have to mention, by the way, you can't cut me off before I give a pitch for Truth Dig. 
uh, because that's supposed to be okay. But you got to give me a le closing minute on Truth Stick, or my publisher will have my head. Okay, so let me give you a pitch. I read the Great American Stick Up, and I loved it. I read, it, yeah, I read the Great American Stick Up, and I loved it. I'm 65 years old. I'd like to propose a, a, a title and a topic for a new book for you or for somebody else. Consider, considering what my generation has done to the environment, my generation has allowed America to become a fascist state. My generation has allowed America to become the largest military empire in the history of the planet. Somebody should write a book, The Worst Generation, because that's what we have been. Any comments? You know, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pan. I'm not going to to this self-hate here. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I think we, no, I don't believe that at all. I think uh, we have been a great generation. I really do. And, uh, and frankly, when I go around the country, uh, a lot of the people that are still doing stuff, including right now here, uh, are people who are veterans of that and are part of that generation. And I see it everywhere. I see it in inner city schools. I see it, you know, all kinds of, around the country. When I run it, not, not then plenty of them have sold out. But when I look at, at what scares me is the number of people that have a social conscience uh, are disproportionately from that generation. And that what's happening now, the combination of economic insecurity for this generation, which is very palpable, and uh, you know, the, the brainwashing about the SATs and blah, 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 you know, has led us to an amoral uh, group uh, that wants to get that career. So even when they go into Teach for America, most often it's to get to law school, you know. Uh, and so, and I don't blame them, by the way, at all. I, I love our students. I think they're smarter than we ever were. Uh, within, if you get them interested in anything, because of the internet, which I wanted to celebrate with Truth Day, because of the internet, I bring in John Dean. They've never heard of him. No one in high school ever talked about Watergate, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, by that weekend, they know more about Watergate and John Dean than their parents and their grandparents, okay? Uh, I bring in Ron Kovac, and I show Born on the Fourth of July. They never really thought critically about Vietnam. Again, by that weekend, they know more than, than their parents. Why? Because they have the internet. They can Google it. They can find it. They can get the information if you get them interested. They got the brains, and they have, uh, you know, there's a moral fiber there. You have to educate, you have to teach. The main teaching that's done is careerism, opportunism. That's the, the coinage of the realm, you know. Uh, the universities, how can we position them for the good jobs, and how can we get the money from the, you know, pirates who made all this money and to, to contribute. And there's an incredible cynicism. I don't want to feed that, you know. Uh, now let me say something about Truth Dick. When I got fired, Basically, I, I don't know why I said it. I got fired from the LA Times. I, I sometimes say I, when we left, uh, bullshit, I was fired. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's funny, the reason I'm confused about it is that all the people who fired me tell me they didn't support it. You know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and they're still my best friend, you know. Uh, so I don't know who did. I mean, uh, you know, one guy, this guy Johnson was the publisher. He now works for the Food King. What's his name? Burkle. Uh, he, he's saving the world like Clinton with some altruistic foundation. Uh, and uh, so at any rate, uh, you know, people said, oh, you know, I've, I've heard this lots of times in my life. You know, I got pushed out of ramparts, for Christ's sake, by David Horowitz. I wasn't left enough. That's before he became a right-wing Meshuggah. Uh, and, uh, you know, 
So I've been around the block losing jobs and so forth. My secret to happiness, for those of you who are interested in a career still, I have, uh, my secret for happiness is have three or four balls in the air at one time. I work five jobs now, you know, and I do it because if somebody doesn't want me to do what I'm doing, I say, great, you know, this is my fuck you money now. You know, uh, that's what they, no, that's what they say in Hollywood, you know, I got fuck you money, I don't need you, you know, you need me more than I need you. And uh, so I don't have to go for the speaking fee and I don't have to go for the consulting and I don't have to do what I want to do. And I, and I, I work, so that's one lesson. The other is, it, life goes on and you can reinvent and you can make opportunities and not make it an excuse for copying out and so I'm not saying you're doing that, but for instance, so I get pushed out from the LA Times, what, what is life supposed to end? You know, we start a truth dig, you know, and you know what, I'm, and I'm, I'm still syndicated, I'm still a peer, I'm read by far more people than I ever was read at the LA Times, because the LA Times was proprietary, it had to go out on their wire, these days you even have to pay to get it, uh, you'd have to pay to get to the archives and so forth, and it's thrilling. Uh, to edit an internet publication like ours, we get uh, upwards of two million unique visitors a month. You know, uh, when we run Chris Hedges, who was pushed out of the New York Times, right, for daring to give a commencement speech uh, addressing the, uh, you know, what happened with the Iraq War, uh, and their their most distinguished reporter for 20 years in the Middle East. So we publish him every Monday, and when we, you know, and and you know Hedges, uh, you know, we can get millions of people to come to Hedges, and everybody steals it anyway all over the world, you know, Belfast, you know, Shanghai people are running it, you know, and uh, so there's something incredible. I don't want to make it, it's a fragile thing, the internet. It can be shut down, as we see in Egypt and China. Uh, it, it will not always be there. We have to fight for it. Uh, but at this stage of our history, man, let me tell you, it was incredibly liberating for me. You know, I'll tell you, that my slogan for your conference and everything is, goes to A.J. Liebling. A.J. Liebling, the New Yorker media critic, once said, Freedom of the press is guaranteed only to those who own one. Put, tweet that, uh, tweet that, you know. And, 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 uh, and the great thing about the internet is it gives people the ability to own one. If you have something to say on any subject, you know, something scientific about medical, you know, foreign policy, and you have something to say, you can find an audience. And we find a tremendous audience for, again, people like Chris Hedges. Thank you so much.